Welcome to Bad Dogma, the podcast that looks up the skirt of the universe and uses the sands of time as a bridge from the present to the future. Now your host, who rarely knows which dimension they're in most of the time, Chris Solak and Mark Rasmussen. And welcome to Bad Dogma, I'm Chris Solak, and right over there is uh, Mark Rasmuffin, God's tap dancing chimpanzee. Thank you very much. It's good to have... uh, It's always good to be back, It's good to be back. It is good good to to hang out. It's good yeah. to good to talk. We, you know, this is today. We wanted to address uh, an issue, a belief system on the show that is uh, so prevalent now uh, in America, and it it's it's one that not only is is dangerous, but it's it's destructive. Yeah, I think it really is. I think that's, that's one of point. the reasons that we we've yeah. taken kind of a notice to this, and uh, so as far as as far as. Uh, getting into belief systems, right. you know, we want to talk about the positive aspects of yep. belief because Absolutely. belief can better your life and it, it can it can create transcendence and it can create change in such positive directions. But there's a real danger when people give you an authority to speak and they give you an authority to teach, yep. and you take uh, a fundamental belief system, a fundamental faith system. And you turn it on its head and you twist it in directions it was never meant to go. Right. It can create some very dangerous deviations. And Mark, we, we kind of wanted to point this out today. The well, differences that's why between religion and faith. That's and why you and I keep doing this, right? This is why we came to do Bad Dogma. Absolutely. Right? We really wanted to say, hey, look, folks, let's talk about what we truly do believe in common. And let's stop drawing lines and say, my belief is separate from your belief, when it's not at all. Right. We have more commonality in belief than we have an uncommonality in belief. And I think this is just one of those moments, at least from our perspective, where we say, look, there's very few people who you would identify with this guy that actually think this way. So it, in that, we, we, we found, uh, it came out about November of last year. So Pretty close, yeah. yeah the end of last year. Yep. November 29th. It's, it's recent. Yeah, I don't, know when, I don't know when the, the message the actually took place, original message but we it, it, it no. went up on the internet, yep. uh, tail end of last year, yep. Um, yep. and the pastor, uh, John MacArthur, yep. uh, Mark's got the specs on all this, I don't have the dirty details, right. Right. But, but he resides as a pastor. Uh, of Grace Community Church. Where is Grace yep. Community Church? Uh, let's see. It's in uh, uh, Sun Valley, California. He's been there since February 9th, 1969. So this guy's been there for a while. He's like your age. Well, stop it. No, that would be... I was nine years old when I did that. So that's pretty cool, though, right? Nine years old so doing this, that kind so, of thing. So we want to reiterate, this man has been teaching for a long, long time. He has, and, and, and also he's Chancellor Emeritus of the Master's University in Santa Clara Clarita, California, and the Master's Seminary in Los Angeles, California. So, a man, so he's got some letters behind his name. Yeah, he's got a okay. lot of religious responsibility. Right. He, he, does. he does. He does. And, and he's, he's very well established in California. Uh, he is extremely conservative, and I'd not to speak from a political standpoint, but just from a religious standpoint, uh, very conservative in his, in his social tone. I want to we're going to play uh, a 12-minute video, and we're going to break this up. When we break it up, I want people to notice this, because I want, I want to make sure that you all understand that we're not taking this man out of context in any way, at shape, all. or form. At Number all. one, you can go to YouTube, yes, and you can yes. actually look under John MacArthur and transgender, and this is we're going to get into this, because today right. we wanted to talk about sexuality in religion. religion. And right. re- <laughs> Christianity is the largest religion in the world. Uh, holding on. For dear life, right? But it is still considered to be the largest religion, 
and this this viewpoint and I want to I want to just warn you as a listener that what you're about to hear at times may be very difficult to actually listen to. I know I had yeah. trouble getting I through it. Too. I, the I two times that we've already listened to it. listened to it. Yeah. And, and, and so to go back concerning. to this, it's it is concerning. concerning. It's concerning. It's concerning. Right. And it doesn't, well, as we said, like, we're going to get into it, but I just want people to, to bear with uh, bear with us as we go through right, this. We be, go through this. But this is, this is, I believe, so important for us to identify as a culture and, and as individuals, this has to deal with the very basis of the golden rule, right? Yes. I mean, this is the, the golden right. rule is, is maybe the most foundational religious principle uh, that exists in the West, right? Do unto yep. others as you would have them do unto you. That's right. Right? Yep. And so just bearing with that perspective in mind, uh, we're going to go ahead <laughs> and listen to John MacArthur giving a delivery at Grace Community Church uh, sometime last year, talking about a transgender baptism that he was not completely aware he was performing at the time of the act. I was baptizing on a Wednesday night over in the family center before we had this building. And always I interviewed the people who came in to be baptized, but this night I had been delayed, I think, and I didn't get a chance to, so someone else did, and I just came in to do the baptism. So this rather burly lady came in and spoke her name, and I think the name was Carla. And the voice sounded strange, and the mannerisms looked strange. And this person said, well, I am here because I want to testify to my faith in Christ and be baptized, and a very brief testimony, and, and then I just baptized Carla. But I was deeply distressed, and I went out and I said to someone, I said, make sure that that person comes to my office immediately after getting dressed. And this person walked in and I said, um, I just want to spend a few moments. I have some questions. Fine. I said, I'm disturbed. I want to be very upfront with you. You uh, came in from the woman's side. You gave a feminine name, but I think you're a man. And then we launched into a discussion about the fact that he had supposedly had a recent sex change operation. I said, you certainly don't for a moment think that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to accept you and sanctify your lifestyle. Wow. Okay. Wow. So let's stop right there. Yeah. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a great place to stop. Yeah. It's very interesting that the foundations of the Christian belief go all the way back to the Genesis account of Adam and Eve in the garden. Right. And they sin against God, mm-hmm. and from that point, what we what what Christians would call the fall, yes, right, the fall. sin right. then therefore entered the world. Now, most religions in the world have some form of this. There's an uh, event, garden right? yeah. account. Right. There's some right? event, and, right, and and there's yeah. there's this spiritual uh, shift that takes mm-hmm. place for mankind right. in this moment. But according to the Christian account, right. because of that, women would have hardship in uh, delivering a child. Men would now have difficulty working the earth, uh, that there was going to be hardship, and that the, most importantly, there was now a spiritual separation between God and man because right. now disobedience and sin had officially entered into the relationship, severing connection. So, so it was a metaphysical moment. A metaphysical, moment, a metaphysical right. yeah, right. And, it, and so, yeah. so therefore, 
uh, Christian belief system says that that at this time and through what would be considered the old covenant, right. which was the time right. up and before the death of Jesus Christ, right. that there was this ceremonial process for only yep. God's people, which were the Jews at the time, the right. the Israelites, if you will, well, the yep. nation of Israel. Israel. That's right. That they had to do these different practices uh, and and upholding what we know as the Ten Commandments, right. and there were all these spiritual Described rituals and rites. The law, yeah, right? but there was these but there's a lot of rite and ritual to cleansing it, cleansing rituals yeah, right. and all these kinds of yep. things that were to keep them sanctified, yes. set apart, part. which is another term for holy, holy. in the yep. eyes of God. Their their God right. Yahweh, uh, their monotheistic yes. uh, deity, and so, um, but. Everything supposedly changed. Now, I know the Jews would, dis- right. depending on who you talk right. to in the right. Jewish faith, right. may disagree with this point, but from a Christian perspective, right. Jesus came along, and because he was God's one and only Son, sent and he died for us, he obtained right. the, this, this right of death. Uh, he, he obtained this issue of... Uh, the struggle with with this idea of sin, right? This separation from God, and he reestablished right this connection according to the Christian faith this, by his death, and then his burial, and then uh, resurrecting right. from life three days later gave evidence to his deity. And this is where we get the term Judeo Christian, right? right? This is this is where the two are melded together, right? When you hear that term Judeo Christian, it simply means it covers the entire spectrum. Both what we call would be calling the prehistory of Christ, and then the post-history of Christ, including the time of Christ. So this is the foundational, the, the very foundation. simple, very stripped-down yeah, foundational absolutely. belief system. You can't change that. This of, is what it's based of upon. every believing right. Christian just, on the planet. This is what this is. This is just That's what right. the scriptures lay out. Yep. This is a very basic yep. uh, summary. And so I want to take actually go into the scriptures because uh, we're gonna this this, this it helps the, well this pastor gets right. into scripture he that, does. that 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 I and I want to lay a foundation I think it'll be helpful for, helpful for the listener right. so based on the do. Christian scriptures in the New Testament these are the words of Jesus in John seventeen one through five it says Jesus spoke these things looked up to heaven and said Father the how the hour has come to glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you for you have uh, for you have gave him authority over all flesh. So that that it's term important. flesh is right. is all fallen creation. Yes. Is all fallen creation. Now you have to, now the the significance to this. Yeah. Uh, is in what Jesus speaks next, but it's also important to understand that Jesus is speaking this before he dies. That's right. That's right. So he's saying by his mere presence on the earth by God simply sending him that this this idea of flesh has been uh has been uh, deemed irrelevant because of the goodness and the love of God to overcome yeah. the fall of humanity. Just by God coming was undoing, unraveling right. this this concept of distance and separation because God had already come near to man in now physical and spiritual form, that that was the prophetic sign, and that's what Christians yeah. call it, a prophetic sign, a sign from the prophets. That's right. We know the Isaiah a prophet, the Isaiah spoke this many hundreds of years before, and so by the presence of Jesus... yeah. 
that all of a sudden sin in itself had been completely undone. And this is what Jesus alludes to in John 7, 3. It says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one and only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world, before creation ever existed. Exactly. And, and, and that's the point you're, that we're just trying to help our listeners get context for the foundation of what this man is, is, is speaking to, right? And the reality was is that, that he, there's this acknowledgement in this event, historical event that there was something that needed to be fixed, right? Oh, yeah. And this is what these uh, scriptures are speaking to is, is, is he is the fix, and he's speaking to that. So it's important from a foundational perspective that we at least lay that groundwork yeah, so that I, when we listen, we can understand and try to have a better context on what he's trying to communicate to us. And right? this, is the be- this is the belief system of the quote-unquote evangelical exactly. Christian yeah. here in America. Right. And so it's very important for where this guy's going to go next yeah. to, to at least establish these very simplistic principles and to right. understand the words of Jesus, the literal words of what Jesus, the, the man, uh, the deity... Uh, God and indwelled spoke while he was here and and that his disciple John recorded. So uh, let's go to the next clip. Here we go. As a man living as a woman in a homosexual relationship or relationships. Well, I was a, I've always been a woman. I just got trapped in a man's body. And I said, no, You've always been a man, and now you're a castrated man, but you're a man. You were born a man, and you will die a man, and you must live as a man, and you must acknowledge the sin of what you've done, and if you will acknowledge the sin of what you've done and ask the Lord's forgiveness and repent and come to Him by faith, you'll be forgiven, and He'll be gracious to you. But you must live as a man. Get rid- So you, you get into this John MacArthur is getting into this 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 mentality right here right. of of saying that because you've defiled defiled flesh right you now must repent no one's not saying based on the christian belief system that repentance is not important repentance no, is extremely saying, important absolutely. based yes. on on the christian belief system but what's interesting is the fact that he is singling out a group of people right a group of people who have been uh, in in past years and past decades and throughout history ostracized yes. not just by religion but by society as a whole right. which is the homosexual and transgender communities right absolutely and i and i think that this is this is so bizarre i think that's really the truly the word number 1 he, number 1 he didn't do his due diligence in the first place he had no idea who he was baptizing he had right. no idea that that who was in front of him, and and to point out the second thing, right? That that this woman Carla mm-hmm. was coming and declaring her faith and transcendence right. in agreement with his belief system, which is how and the, how felt much did the it audacity yeah. to call this person in and say right. you must repent. What is the action? No, I want to. This is this, this is so is bizarre. This, this is, is so bizarre to me. 
to understand that in Acts chapter 1, before, before Jesus leaves, the scriptures very specifically point to it. Jesus himself says, the baptism of John is for the repentance of sin. Right. And see, so, you know. No, no, the, no. But, but to, to go as far as to say that this person, that this person isn't repentant right. when the act that he just administered right. was an act of repentance. Yeah. But, but I didn't know what was going on. Well, here's a good question for John MacArthur Are you the Holy Spirit? I'm just, I'm just asking, are you Jesus? Are you God? Or are you a pastor? Because I'm confused. He administered the act of repentance right. over this person and then calls them back in and says, based on what you are, your repentance right. is nullified. And, and here's, here's when I first heard this. This is where I went. It's like, hold it. Because this show, Bad Dogman, is all about, we, we, we share this. That This isn't about philosophy. This is about belief. And belief must be tied to action. What? So who exercised the greater belief in this transaction? Carla. Exactly. It was bizarre. Exactly. This is what I'm saying is yeah. bizarre about the whole situation. John MacArthur should be elated yes. that someone yes. in the state that he is accusing them of being in showed up in that room. Showed up in that room, number one, with him. <laughs> yeah. Number two, <laughs> right. number two, to actually take that step based on his own yep. belief system. Yep. What a victory that would supposedly be for him and his quote unquote ministry, correct? Right. And, and, it's, and instead, it's this moment of judgment and derision right. and condemnation. And for me, here's where I'm at in this moment. If we were watching this moment, if we were observing this moment yeah. on the big screen, here's where I would be at this moment. My mind would be all about Carla, because Carla just had an encounter, right? Followed an unction, right? A belief, and exercised that belief in a way that she was told to exercise this belief. Yeah, this is the... the right? This, these this was the road to get where... Carla wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, how did Carla know to get right. baptized? It's not like Carla woke Somebody up one day and pulled out the yellow pages and goes, I want to get baptized. No, there's something more to this story with Carla. But the reality is, is how did Carla... See, because if you get at that moment where... because Car- That's just an elation moment. But yet he called her to the office immediately after that and did what he did. Talk about a high and a low in a moment. Well, I think it's speaking to a moral authority. Right. How many of us can relate to that, though? How many of us have been on that mountaintop high and somebody comes to just, you know, blow the mountain out from underneath us? Well, I, I right? definitely it definitely took him by surprise. That's that's for sure. Well, I meant from Carla's perspective, though, because Carla was she had to be she had to be on the high at this moment. But then she goes into the office and. Well, yeah, that's the that's always the thing. Right. And this is what we talk about with the, the discussion between religion and faith. Right. Faith transcends, religion yeah. destroys. That's and that's why we're and, here. And it's that's a destructive. That's a destructive mindset and attitude. That's why I said it's, it's absolutely absurd that someone who just came and did yes what the man's telling the person to do. do. He but but they already did it. They right. just you administered it. Yeah. Weren't you there in the moment? <laughs> Didn't you dunk yeah, me? Right. Based right. on your belief system, right. your theology, right. your doctrine, and your quote-unquote faith and belief system, I was just forgiven, and you were the one who did the forgiving. Right. And no, 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 call you back in. God may have forgiven you, but I'm still holding you accountable. <laughs> well, well, who's God in this equation then? Okay, this I, is a dangerous mindset, folks. This is this a is scary. This is, this this is scary. This is when men start to play God rather right. than introduce you to that's relationship it. with God, that's and it. that's the difference between faith and religion. Go ahead, Schmarcus. Hit us with that uh, next clip. 
of those clothes, get some men's clothes, and prove the genuineness of your heart repentance toward God. Khaki pants will prove your genuineness yeah. to God. There you go. Never saw him again. Sock. I wonder so why. I another church down the road, and I called, talked to the pastor, told the story, and they had to deal with it. Pass the buck. It's real life. There are people who do this. The kingdom is open to them if they acknowledge the sin of what they have done and do what pleases God. Okay, number one, the action of <laughs> baptism. Come on, the, come the on, come action on. of baptism is the sacred act of forgiveness in which he continues right. to speak about. Right. And God doesn't care whether you're wearing a dress as a man. No. I'm serious. Like, and there's some people out here who are going to be offended by this who are right. extremely conservative. And I'm going to tell you, you really need to examine what you believe. Because, because remember, they're talking about John's baptism here. It's water baptism. It's water baptism. It's water baptism. It's a cleansing. It's a cleansing. It's a cleansing baptism. Does it really matter if you come dirty and how you come dirty? I mean, seriously. Oh, we, we, we don't clean that kind of dirt. That's what, is this what he's saying? That kind of dirt can't be cleaned? That's what he's saying. He's saying, from how I'm understanding it. Right. He's, okay? he's talking from a perspective. He, he's, saying, he's saying, God right. will forgive you, but I'm really struggling with it. Right. That's right. what he's actually saying, which is, which is not only hypocritical, but it's absolutely, utterly disgusting that this guy... It, <laughs> scripture speaks to the fact, right? That right. the Christian scriptures in the New Covenant in the New Covenant speak to this very specifically. The disciples of Jesus, not the pastors, the disciples, faith, not religion, right? Speak very, very, very specifically that the disciples of Christ will be known by their love, not their hypocrisy. And can I and can I say something here? And and I want to talk personally to the listeners for a moment. And perhaps Carla, you're listening to this right now. Give us another chance. Let us show that love that was missing in that moment. Well, I think it's the faith relationship. That right. Carla, Carla obviously has had, had an experience right. and that's because what I'm she's saying. coming forward to be baptized. The I'm just saying there's, there's those of us out there who would say, look, we don't agree with this either. We bring what you came to well, get, it, right? It's Which obvious. is entering into a relationship. Well, and it's obvious that she found another right. another church. That right. We just don't know the end of the story. Well, it but, sounds yeah. like they took her in and they accepted her, and Hopefully, he got yeah. a phone call like, what went on? <laughs> Did, you right. can't possibly have said these things to right. this woman. And and you know, and of course he was like, Of course I did. I mean, that's just, you could get that. He's that indignant, he's that firm. Mark uh two, fifteen through seventeen. You didn't write this, Mark. The disciple Mark of Jesus re re recorded uh, Jesus saying this, so that while he was reclining at the table in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also guests with Jesus and his disciples because there were many who were following him. Okay, he's drawn an audience because of what he's speaking. When the scribes and Pharisees, you could just say religious leaders, when yeah, the religious go. leaders yeah. saw that he was eating with sinners. <gasps> what? What? Hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, goodness. What? And tax collectors. See, yeah. tax collectors are worse than yeah, sinners. Come on. Because John MacArthur's already made the distinction that there are sinners and that we've all sinned, but then right. there are homosexuals, and then these people who wear dresses. Right. This and, is nothing And new. the clothes they're not supposed That's to right. wear. Oh, these people, they're even worse. Worse. That's right. And the religious leaders asked the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard this, he told them, those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do need one. Come on. I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. sinners. Now, what's interesting is what Jesus is saying. He didn't make a distinction there but between he's talking, the two groups either. Yeah, he doesn't make a distinction nope. between the two groups, which is right. interesting in the fact that he is not actually speaking in the context of something sanctified. Yep. He's speaking to something in a fallen, fallen state. state. He's saying those who are willing to acknowledge that they need 
uh, a God, a deity. They need me. Uh, in, in effect, right. they in themselves have admitted to not being well, yet the righteous, and the word that you need to put before that is self-righteous, right. because that's what religion promotes, self-righteousness. Come on. And the reality to this is he's saying, if you're willing to take me by faith and not take me by religion, then I can introduce you to the religion a relationship right. that you couldn't possibly understand from a religious standpoint. And that is what John MacArthur is illustrating. He's actually just testified that God, in the act of forgiveness through water baptism, forgave this person, but he, in his self-righteousness, is struggling with the issue. Right. He wants to, rec- he wants to refund the whole transaction, right? This is what he's saying. I have the authority to, re- to, to cancel this transaction. This is what the man is saying in his office. Absolutely. He's, he's saying, totally he's saying, saying he's, I can re- I can I can tell you this transaction. It counts is no with good. God, but it doesn't count with me and right, my church. Right, exactly. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he's so, actually separating himself from, from the action of faith, right. the celestial action of faith, yep. and the, the transcendent aspect yep, of, of whatever he's recognizing from his spiritual belief system and saying, but my church doesn't function that way. Right. And I refuse to function that way. Right. Next so. clip, Marcus. Well, we talked about the transsexual and the transvestite. Let's go right to the issue of, of the homosexual. Those are components of homosexual life. The real issue is struck with a telling blow in Leviticus chapter 18. Leviticus chapter 18. And verse 22, it could not be more explicit. God is giving laws here, laws against wickedness and sin. Verse 22, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. Also, you shall not have intercourse with any animal to be defiled with it, nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is a perversion. Again, I say to you, God doesn't make commands about things that people don't do. This kind of bestiality and this kind of homosexuality has always been a part of human life. As we shall see tonight when we look at Genesis 19 and the story of Sodom, the whole city was given over to it. It was the, 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 the forerunner to San Francisco. He says, don't do it. It's an abomination to lie with a man as you lie with a woman. It's an abomination to have intercourse with an animal. It's a perversion. Then follow verse 24. Do not defile yourselves by any of these things, for by all these the nations which I am casting out before you have become defiled. For the land has become defiled, therefore I have visited its punishment upon it, so the land has spewed out its inhabitants. He says, look, I brought you into this land... I'm giving you this land, and I'm telling you the reason that you're able to have this land is because I have thrown the other people out, and the reason I've thrown them out is because this is how they behaved. This has brought about the destruction of the prior nation. Look at them. They are homosexual. They are involved in bestiality. They are involved in, he names other things like incest and so forth. They're involved in that. That's their life pattern, and I am throwing them out. My wrath has fallen on them, and I'm telling you, if you do it, my wrath will fall on you too. 
Okay. Wow. It <clears throat> the the most troubling part about this, yeah, is the fact that he's now comparing uh homosexuality with with incest and bestiality which right. just to, for the record have nothing to do with yeah, one another on. in any sense scientifically right. biologically right. that these that he's just simply saying depravity is depravity okay great we get that we, but but the but based on the no christian here. but depravity based on the depravity. but based on the christian belief system right. everybody has been born into depravity and no one escapes depravity right so by his own belief system John MacArthur would have to say that I am a depraved individual without right. the Spirit of God. Absolutely. So he's no better or no worse than who he is now attacking. Nope. And he's doing it, and this is the most important thing from a doctrinal or theological standpoint, because this guy is an uber-theologian, so he knows better than to make this argument, in my opinion. Well, he's got some letters behind his name that should oh, certainly yeah, indicate yeah. that. That's, that's well, always no. when you know that the, the ship's going left. Well, when you and I know right. that, but I mean, the world looks at you know these letters as being indicators well, it's, of education. It's, creden- right? it's, 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 it's validation right. based on a world system, not a, not a faith-based system. No, I'm just saying that that's a fair assumption based upon what we see about the man. Well, and we would expect that. And that's the fallacy of the way the West views right. religion and faith and yeah. one of the, the messed up constructs that exists within it. If you go to yep. the Middle East, uh, you go into to, to the Eastern religions, you, you know, you want to transcend with God. You don't do it with, through books, even though education is a part of it. Right. You do it through transcendence. You do right. it through relationship and right. quiet and co- right. and communion with God, right. which is ironic because that actually mirrors and parallels the words of Christ. Right. It, you, how can you discount the supernatural, the esoteric, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and, and expect that you can connect with the one who that's where he is, that's what he is? Well, that's and that's the identity here that we we, right. we kind of get in, you, you kind of get into that he's starting to demonize. A group of people using, and this is interesting, Come on. the old covenant value system that, and he'll get yeah. into it, John he MacArthur will. actually speaks to it, yeah. but that he's actually speaking to a value system that his belief and his doctrinal position actually speak against. He actually, right. he, he's, 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 saying, he's saying, look, uh, you know, based on my belief system, Jesus, Jesus, by his mere appearance, fulfilled the law, yet I'm going to hold these people accountable to the law in such a way that Jesus isn't enough, which is awfully confusing right? You, and, for and anybody this, that's listening that's trying to weigh this based right. on the basis of Christ, basic Christian doctrinal belief. And, and, and for in bad dogma terms, this is how I would say it. His belief or his dogma is pre-Christ. Oh, absolutely! It's but under his a different system. philosophy is post-Christ. In other words, he's not living what Jesus taught. No, he's he's he's, he's, teaching, he's acknowledging. He's, he's 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 he constantly measures everyone, which is his belief system. This is how he's acting. He's acting as if Jesus didn't come and do what he did. Well, he's okay. acknowledging the fact that Christ himself. Did something, but but he's but he believes there's actually a better system than the one that Christ came and enacted. That, that would be a fascinating conversation to have with the man to find out what. How does he dice that? How does he truly dice what you just said? Well, because, I think that's the real question. Right? Is who, I just who's see God it, in this equation? Well, I just see it as philosophy. I just see it as a clash between belief and philosophy, and his belief is totally stuck pre-Christ. 
because he's you know, that's where that's where I see him being stuck. Absolutely. Maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But the, hearing and listening and seeing what the man is saying and doing are two very different things. Absolutely. And so I have to draw that distinction somewhere to say, what's the dealio? Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of the uh, John MacArthur message on transgender baptism. And we'll be talking more about spirituality and sexuality go. and religion in the Western Church when we return here on Bad Guy. Now back to the Bad Dogma Podcast, your weekly dietary supplement of truth amidst the Twinkies and Ho-Hos of the media world. And welcome back to Bad Dogma. I'm Chris Salk along with Mark Rasmussen. And uh, we are talking today That's uh, right. about spirituality, yeah. faith... Yeah. And sexuality, and, and mainly from a perspective of the West, under the guise of religion, we're using the example today of a uh, short sermon, uh, and yes. this is just a portion uh, portion uh, of it in its 12-minute uh, entirety. We've gotten right. through about five and a half minutes of it, of John MacArthur from Grace Community Church in California, and talking about a transgender baptism that went wrong, that led to this rant. Uh, the the video is up on YouTube if you search MacArthur, John MacArthur, transgender. Um, and so with that, we, we wanted to examine today the dangers, right. the dangers of uh, of dogma. I think I think of dogma in yeah. its in its entirety, yeah. especially when it's directed right. in such a way that it, uh, it it jumps outside the bounds of its actual confines. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what we've kind of already been discussing. That's uh, right. We have a long clip here to lean back yeah. into. Yep. And so uh, just hang in there with us. Yeah, as we hang go in it. with us, and, and and just just bear with us, and, and then we will get uh, get to that to, to the, the the better the latter point and portion of this interview. Yeah. There we go. You won't escape. They didn't. Homosexuality defiles the land, dun, and it dun, brings dun. God's judgment. Verse 26, but as for you, you're to keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not do any of these abominations, neither the native nor the alien who sojourns among you, nobody. For the men of the land who have been before you have done all these abominations, and the land has become defiled, so that the land may not spew you out. Should you defile, as it has spewed out the nation which has been before you? For whoever does any of these abominations, those persons who do so shall be cut off, killed from among their people. You're going to die if you do this. Thus you are to keep my charge, that you do not practice any of the abominable customs which have been practiced before you, so as not to defile yourselves with them. I am the Lord your God. This is God talking, folks. You do this, you'll defile your land. You defile your land, you'll die. We're watching it, aren't we? We're seeing it. People say, is it the judgment of God? Of course it's the judgment of God. Is AIDS the judgment of God? Of course it's the judgment of God. All venereal disease is the judgment of God built into the fabric of human life. You do this, you'll die. You do this, I'll destroy your land. This is an abomination. This sin is intolerable to God. He will not allow it to go on unchecked. He will judge with death those who do it, and he will destroy a nation that tolerates it. 
Ooh. Wow. You know, I got to say right here, Chris, you know, um, you know, I, I really, I could agree with this man. I really could if we weren't post-Christ. Well, I, right? I think, I think I, this I, is, I think I would. I think that, well, at least from the belief right. system of, of the Christian faith, yeah, speaking to understand, from my belief system. To understand right. that uh, based on the belief system of the existent Christian faith, and I, right. I think this is the distinction between faith and religion. Religion, thank you. And thank I you. think that yep. this demonstrates how far uh, this so-called Christian church has wandered away from its own ideology. And this is yeah. where religion becomes so dangerous, why it attacks right. the very right. basis of dogma, and, yeah. and it actually tries to corrupt or defile it through corrosive belief systems right. that are are not correct with the author that you claim to uh, not only believe but also say to follow. And I just wanted to speak to this real quick, Mark. And this is good. And this is good where you're going. I because, like this. Because yeah. I, I, it's very interesting. He was just speaking to death. Yes. And and the fact that and this is very dangerous. There are cultures, say in like Nigeria, there are a lot of places yeah. in Africa that if you're found in a homosexual act, right. they'll literally take you out and put a bullet in your brain. That's it. it it's horrifying. It is. It is it's it's horrifying. And, and the fact that people would possibly even say or champion that, that right? That this this is what this is God, folks. No, I'm going to read from you. The heart and the mindset of God, according to the Christian belief system from John 8, yeah. 3 through 11. And this is very specific to what Jesus is speaking to about God's attitude, if Jesus is God. See, and I think right. this is a real interesting question that, for John MacArthur, question. because it's not his belief system, but that actually of the belief system of Christ that he's so yes. supposed to be following. And this is Jesus' viewpoint on someone caught in the act of, of sin that should be, in, in its day, right. was met with the sentence of instant death. And so by that, it says the scribes and the Pharisees, or the religious leaders of their time, brought a woman caught in the act of adultery, making her stand in the center of the street. One of Chris's favorite scriptures. I, I'm going to be honest, yep. because yep. people don't get this, right. no matter what religion or faith you have. Right. This story is so uh, universal in its principle and application right. to how we should treat one yeah. another. Yep. And so they say, these religious leaders say, teacher. This woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. Now, you got to yeah. understand, this woman would be naked with God knows what streaming down her thigh. Come on. She was literally caught in the act. Right. And so to understand, they want to they humiliate this woman. Yes. And it was, it was common to incite the people of the day to drag her out naked right. so that the people would be angry, and they would be angry that there is a sinner in their midst, and they would take her outside of the village or the town, and right. they would pick up large stones, and they would hit her with these stones until she died. That was the, the sentence for death. Now, the man got away, mind you. Yeah, the man he? was the, the man where never got he? to go to death. Yeah. He to be committed to death. No, he he was oh he was tricked. But the woman yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. case was stoned. And so Jesus here he has this woman thrown at his feet. And it's interesting in verse five it says, "In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women." So what do you say? Now nah, here's the religious trap right. for, for, for the teacher and, Jesus. And they lied there. You know they lied there, right? That wasn't the scripture. No, it wasn't. The, the scripture wasn't they stoned it, the woman. No, it said actually not to commit any form of adultery, which would mean right. that the man is just as guilty as the woman in committing that act. Yes, yeah, and they to both, stone them, right? And they both it's should both. be there. That's right. If, they should if, both be if in it was the same be just, judgment. Yeah, righteous right. judgment right. or righteous. just judgment yep. under there the system of That's the right. time. That's right. And so it's already an immoral 
immoral act. It's yeah. not even fulfilling the, the weight of the law, no. so to speak, as it was in that time. And so, but it's interesting in verse six, they ask this, of course, it says to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Trap him. I love this. When you don't have something to, yeah. literally, right. Jesus proves that old adage that when you don't have anything nice to say, just say nothing at all. Right. Because I even, I mean, we all have that problem, right? Because he could just blast these guys right here. Just call them out on the fact that right. they're that they're actually violating the law wow. of Moses by not bringing right. the man. I but mean, he doesn't. But that's he not where he goes. He, right. he takes it in such a beautiful direction that counters yes. what John MacArthur is trying to speak here about how right. homosexuals are reaping death upon America, Come on. which is an absolute and total fallacy, and Jesus speaks to it over 2,000 years ago. Here it is. Come on, John. Come on. Pick up the word. Come on. So it says, Jesus. Jesus stooped down and started writing with his gra- with his finger in the ground. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, "The one without sin among you should throw- be the one to throw the first stone at her." Yep. Verse eight says, "Then he stooped down and again continued writing on the ground." When they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older <laughs> men, because the older men are a little wiser. Yeah, you little think? less little yeah. less prideful. Oh, did you hear that, folks? Did and you a hear little, that? and a little, and a little. Yeah, I'm, I'm not discounting it, Mark. <laughs> just saying for the record, folks. Chris just admitted I'm not only wiser, but only he says only he was left right <laughs> with the woman in the center of the street. So, right. so when Jesus stood up, he finally stands up. Yeah, right. He says to the woman, "Where are they?" Right. Has no one condemned you? Which, of course, yeah, he's been yeah. a bit of a smart aleck there. A little bit, a little bit. And he's and she says, "No one, Lord." She answered, "Right." He goes, "Neither do I condemn you," said Jesus. Go and from now on, do not sin anymore. Now I want to speak to this. Who is Jesus? Yeah. To pardon this woman's sins. Now oh. it's it's already happened. It's yeah. already happened earlier in the book of Matthew. Yes, it has. With a paralytic man, Jesus yeah. says to the religious leaders yeah. in front of them, he forgives the sins of the man, and yeah. the man gets up and walks away. away. And they question they him on offended. that. They, they yeah, they, they're like, who are you to do this? And right. he's like, is it easier to say to get up and walk or to say that your sins are forgiven? Yeah. By this, he is demonstrating, uh, at least through the allegory in the story, right. that he himself is the ambassador and the Son of God, the right. Messiah, right. coming to liberate man from sin. He By carries, these demonstrations... He carries an authority that is ex- being executed And here. as we talked about right. uh, previous in the other half hour, that in John 17, he says, I have authority over all flesh, before yes. he went to the cross and died. That's right, it's before. That's and right. so he's, he's already saying that the fallen creation is being undone merely by him coming to earth yep. and interacting with mankind. Yep. That, 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 that everything that sin had brought on to man was being undone through heaven coming to earth. This is the claim of Jesus. Uh, and in this, you can see, folks, why <laughs> you can see why he's either a madman Right. Or he's exactly who he, who said, he said he was. He was. Now, regardless of what you believe about that, right. I mean, there's no middle ground with Jesus. There is none. And, I, and it's interesting because John MacArthur continues to struggle with the middle ground of Jesus, well, of and this guy's been in a pulpit since 1969. Right. Well, and that's it. That, well, let's admit, that's the place where men build kingdoms, right? Yeah. That's where they build their kingdom, is in that place. Whatever you want to call it, you know, they're... they're uh, their history, their philosophy, whatever. This is where they would go. Their bankroll. Right, their bankroll. Uh, this is where they can be in control. Right. Right? It's the control zone, and that's where he's at. And, and, and actually, you know, we're, we're seeing that he's trapped. I think 
as we start to listen to John as he concludes over the next few minutes, we're going to hear that he realizes this. I think he's actually realizing it, and he's actually coming to the conclusion, I have to wind this up. Okay, Marcus, why don't you take us into the next clip? Now you tell me where America sits in view of God's judgment. It's not going to get better for us in this country. The glory days are over, folks. It looks to me like we're going downhill fast into the, into the pit of judgment. Some of the homosexual rights people say, well, Jesus said he came to put an end to the law. Sure, that's the Old Testament law, but Jesus came to put an end to the law. No, he didn't come to put an end to the law. He came as so the So you're saying end of someone's law, already held you accountable for this, John, huh? The, law, the one who lived the law perfectly. And he said, not a jot or tittle shall pass away from this law. Yep. And he reiterates the law, does God, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit given to Paul to write, as he writes 1 Timothy 1.10, the law is not made for righteous men, verse 9, but for those who are lawless, verse 10, immoral men and homosexuals. The law is still written to call homosexuals to account. That's what he's saying. Wow. There you go. <laughs> he makes a, he helps us with what we're trying to communicate to our audience. I mean, he says it right there. Yeah, he does. He just opens it up and says it so clearly. It's, it's a bit terrifying. That's a good word. Yeah, it's a bit terrifying that, that, he, that he continues uh, to, to, to go to this place when the reality of what Scripture is already speaking. Jesus just... Like we just read uh, in, in, in John, mm -hmm. the fact that when catching someone in the act of sexual sin, sin. Yep. Uh, said in, in when holding the religious accountable to it, said, right. go ahead, throw the first stone. Mm -hmm. and, and simply his response was, now go and live a life free of sin. That's, that's kind of funny that you say that. Go, you know, let he who is without sin uh, throw the first stone. And the picture I had was John bending over, picking up and tossing that stone, well, right? People that's who, what, that's people shouldn't, doing in People who live in glass houses shouldn't, shouldn't throw stones. They shouldn't. And, and so the reality to this is that we, and, 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 and Scripture is very specific to this, that every person has fallen short of the glory of God. Every, yeah. No one, no. no one, no one has a right to hold anyone else accountable. What they should be focused on is their accountability with God. I'm not here to hold right. John MacArthur accountable no. for what he said. What I'm here to draw the distinction to Thank is that you. this is a yes. man acting in a religious feud with uh, a group of people. Number one, mind you, uh, it's like picking on the littlest kid right. in the yard, for right. one, right? Right. And, and so are these people picking a fight with him? He would say yes. Right. But it's because when you say your mere existence, <laughs> God hates you so much that he's willing to wipe a nation out to get to you. Right. When your faith and your theology and your doctrine says that if you follow the teachings of this, this man or this deity... It, it will be because of the love that you demonstrate. The yeah. contradiction is so deep it and is. so drastic, you can't even begin to fathom. But I, again, I just I have to go right back to the Bible because right. he wants to use the Bible. Fine, we'll use the Bible. Right. Hebrews 8, 4 through 7, and it's just speaking to the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Covenant, it says, Now if he were here, meaning Jesus on earth, he wouldn't be a priest since there are those offering the gifts prescribed by the law. These serve as a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was warned when he was about to complete the tabernacle. For God said, be careful that you make everything according to the pattern that was 
was shown to you on the mountain. So he's saying it's very specifically when God speaks to you to be very obedient to exactly what he says. Then it says, but. 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 Which means it changes. Asterisk. Well, it changes everything you just said, right? But Jesus has now obtained a superior ministry, and to that degree, he is the mediator of a better covenant, which has been legally enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second one. So to actually say... There you go. By the writer of Hebrews... Yep. That that this first covenant, by the eyes and the mind and the spoken word of God, was found to have issues among men, so it was corrected by sending Jesus to right the wrong once and for all and to lay man even in position with God so there could be relationship. This is foundational doctrine and theological belief to Christians. Absolutely. So how can you say God loves everybody except for these guys because... Well, they do this thing, and even though he forgives it by right. what he says, I don't. So therefore, yeah. I mean, this is this is dangerous, folks. When 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 people in authority start to to take the basis of of the of the dogma of the faith, and they start to twist it and convert it because that's they it right there. Actually, have an axe to grind with right. a social group of people. And and don't miss this distinction. It sounds so meaningless, but this is an important thing. What you just said is so valid that, you know, this transition between dogma and philosophy can be very seamless if you're if you're good in the in the sense of you know how to live in both paradigms. Sure. And this is what he's doing, right? He's presenting two paradigms here. What we're trying to reveal to our listening audience is that you need to look at this from the reality of, is this his belief that he's declaring or not, right? Because belief, if you're not living it, if you're not acting it out, it's not belief. It's a philosophy. Sure. And I'm okay with that. Hey. You can have that philosophy. I'm good with that. But you can't sit here and say then that you are a Christian, right, because of all the things you're, you are supposed to believe, because like you said, the New Testament is all about the, t- the arrival of Jesus on the scene, and, and Jesus wasn't about the law. Jesus was about a lifestyle. But he was not only, not just about a lifestyle. But he, it was all action-based, right? A com- but, a, but a compassion and a love for those who were victimized by the very systems of the world. Right. So yes, very much a lifestyle, but a lifestyle that transcends and goes against the current tides of the way the world normally functions and thinks. And and John quoted Paul out of the New Testament, and Paul makes a statement in the New Testament that to simply be a hearer is not enough. In other words, a philosophy is not enough. You must be a doer. It must show in your action, which Paul was speaking to belief. Go ahead, Marcus. Take us to that next clip. Timothy 1, 9, and 10. Nothing has changed. God's moral law hasn't changed because God hasn't changed. Whatever is right has always been right and always will be right. Whatever is wrong has always been wrong and will always be wrong. Immutable. Morality doesn't change because God doesn't change. (laughs) God said, if you do this, you'll defile your land. If you defile your land, I'll destroy your nation. If you do this, you'll die. But there's still mercy before death and mercy before judgment to those who repent. Look at Leviticus chapter 20 and one final verse, and then we'll stop for this morning. 
chapter 20 of Leviticus and verse 13. If there is a man who lies with a male, as those who lie with a woman, having sex with a man, a man having sex with a man, both of them have committed a detestable act. Kill him. That's what it said. Kill him. Their blood guiltiness is on them. They deserve to die. The blood cries out again for death. So now, wow. now, yeah. again, it, it, <laughs> he just says it. He says it. Kill him. Well, it relates right back to the scripture that you shared he, just a moment ago. Yeah, he's right? he is. It's amazing. Jesus actually demonstrates this action of not throwing the stone. Right. He exactly. says, "I don't condemn you." Right now, go. It's a total contrast. He, he's, he is contradicting yes. the action. Not even not nope. even the words. The actual Ac- actions, action. which we already Thank know. You. Words are based on philosophy. philosophy. Actions are dipped in belief. That's that's and so that's when when belief really takes shape beyond a philosophy is when someone puts action to it. Right. So it's important to understand. Come on. That that Jesus by his action by putting down that stone and I, I want to speak that to you today yeah. that it, that if you're a person that thinks oh my gosh that I'm so much better than someone else <laughs> in any context and we all do it we all do it please come on come on be I'm honest gonna, with I'm ourselves I'm going to ask you for the yeah. sake of the world for come the on. sake of your children for the sake yeah. of your grandchildren right. will you take that stone whatever it is metaphorically philosophically religiously put it down just drop put it, it down drop it do the person a favor do yourself a favor do because you know what you know favor. what actually happens to people like this and you can hear it right. in what he says kill them right the bitterness yeah the, there's bitterness there there is no need there's no need life's not long enough to sow discord with one another it's not worth it well, isn't, I mean, isn't part of the... For new- someone, but for a man who preaches that an identity in love... Right. There you go. To reflect these yeah, things. And when right. you take the pulpit, when you take a, a, a political stand, when you take a, a public stand, when you take a, a religious stand, you put the target on your back that you your actions better line up with your theological and doctrinal beliefs. Yes. And there is incredible contradiction here. It is. And, and this is where the law and, and, and the law of love overlap one another. This is the this is the moment. This is the moment of transition, right? This is why we look back. Why we in our belief system, we look back to 2000 years ago as a, as a key transitional point in our existence, right? Yeah. This is part of the basis of our belief system. And this is why we do the things that we do. If you miss the transition, then you get to this place of religion and this is where it, it's coming across this way. Where's love in this? There's no love. There is no love. No, no, kill him. Right. Kill him. Right. I mean, if, if you could think from a standpoint that this person says that they are... He's one of the guys standing there with the woman with, with saying, let's stone oh this woman. Oh, my gosh. He'd be the guy. He, he would... <laughs> Carla. Carla, this poor this poor woman, he would have been the first one to pick up yeah, this stone. He exactly. drove her That's out what of I'm his saying. church. Like, to, to, to understand... And he's saying you, you needed to have this act of, of contrition and right. repentance. What is... Baptism. You just baptized right, this person right. into that very act and then called them in and said, you know, God may have forgiven you, but I'm holding you to a right. different standard. This is the dangers of man-made religion, not the faith uh, uh, that, that, that Jesus himself, even the teachings of Jesus, right. whether you want to get into the faith or not, just the basic, very basic teachings of Jesus. He's violating the very, the very basis of this. 
Right. I mean, I, I'm surprised that no one in his church didn't hold him accountable to it. it you know, you'd have to be brainwashed to be able to read the scriptures, and, and these churches claim yeah. that they teach the Word of God letter by letter. I, <laughs> I mean, where? I mean, yeah. there's such an utter uh, contradiction that you would think somebody would be like, John, you didn't come off too well there, man. John, uh, that may not have been, but obviously they're used to hearing this kind of message well, spoken. Well, that's it. And, and you know, um, just going with what he's already presented in his presentation, right? Okay, we're going to go ahead and jump. Yeah, yeah well, let's go yeah, ahead let's and the go next ahead clip. I'll pick it up. God's law says kill them. God's law said if you murder somebody, you should die, right? Anybody who kills somebody, kill them. I told you last week that, that, that the case of abortion, the blood cries out from the ground, and God hears it. The slaughter of the innocents in America as we massacre little babies, their blood cries out against their killers. There's blood guiltiness on the ones who killed those babies. They deserve to die. Listen to this. There's blood guiltiness on homosexuals and those who advocate homosexuality and those who seek homosexual rights. Those people are, are abetting and aiding, damning sin, and there is a blood guiltiness attached there on the people who do not destroy them. This nation, instead of judging, condemning, punishing Homosexuality advocates it and thus has the blood of the dead homosexuals on its hands, just as it has the blood of the dead babies on its hands. This is a blood-guilty nation. And if you think we're, we're on the edge of some American utopia, you better guess again. From God's standpoint, these are serious days. How in the world... We could ever get to the point with Christian beginnings where we have politicians, people running for president and Congress and Senate and governor and mayor and uh, council members and all of that kind of stuff who advocate homosexual rights, and those people could be elected. Those people bear guilt before God because they aid and abet people going into a sin that is an abomination to God. All that said... God says being a transvestite is an abomination, being a transsexual is an abomination, being a homosexual is an abomination. Aiding and abetting any of that stuff is abominable to God, and there's blood guiltiness associated with all of it, and the penalty is death, and God will judge the nation that tolerates it, and God will destroy the people that do it. Having said all of that, I go right back to where we started and remind you of this wonderful truth. This sin in all its categories and in all its extremes is forgivable. Does that tell you something about God's grace? Does that tell you how gracious our God is? Does that tell you something about the death of Christ who in his own body bore those very sins? Wow. Yeah. So just to be clear... Yeah, come on, Chris. I don't forgive homosexual homosexuals. You you should kill them. You should eradicate them. You should drive them off the face of the earth. But God forgives them. What? Right. What? I mean, this is such ridiculous bunk. This is this is so contrary to the gospel itself. Romans eight one through four. He likes to quote Paul. There is no condemnation now exists for those in Christ Jesus. Because the Spirit's law of life, Christ, uh, Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. 
What the law could not do since it was limited by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the flesh, like ours, under sin's domain. And as sin offering, in order that the law's requirement would be accomplished in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if someone accepts by Christian belief, this is what I don't understand. This is his belief system. Yeah, come on. It's his belief system. Yep. It's 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 his doctrine. It's his theology. Right. It's his dogma. But he's he's been doing this since 1969, and yep. he seems so confused about what it means. Or maybe he just doesn't like the message. Maybe it's amazing to me. I'm so <laughs> it's so bizarre. He's literally in one sentence talking about eradicating these people and not even socially entertaining these people, and then he comes back and says that Christ Himself bore. The sin Come on. of that person yep. at lifestyle, which because he's so according to Christians, he on the cross had every sin heaped upon him. So anything that is sinful in the eyes of God was heaped upon them. So what he's saying is, is that the thing that Jesus himself bore is not acceptable to him. Here, yeah. Which isn't that by by actual case saying that Jesus upon the cross was not acceptable to him in that state, that he would not associate right. with the man he calls God in that moment. Right. In that no. moment, he would have had nothing to do with him because he had that sin upon him, and he can't handle that sin. And and, and the blood of those people were upon the blah, 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 blah. I mean, what are you saying? You are saying that your agenda... That your that your values that your morals don't actually line up with your faith. Yeah, well, that's, that's what he's uh, saying. He's in complete another contradiction. He's saying that God Himself saw fit to take upon the sin of that lifestyle, whether you agree with it, whether it's sinful or not, based on that doctrine and theological viewpoint. That God has extinguished it once and for all. It says. Right. Many times in the New Testament well, that all these sins were extinguished once yeah. and for all, and Jesus himself is the mediator and judge. So you'd think John MacArthur, right. as on. a servant of, the, uh, of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, would lay it back in the judge's hands, the mediator's hands, in whom he has based his whole life and trust upon. Yep, this is on. the hypocrisy, folks, yeah, that on. you must examine a man's words and a man's actions when they do not line up, and you have to come to the conclusion that's complete and other bad dogma. Absolutely. So bad. It's, it's bad. so bad. And what it's actually inciting is hurt, violence, and hatred, right. not love. Uh, the Apostle Paul actually writes in Ephesians. Is it Ephesians? What? That he speaks to the fact that if, if you're a uh, if you're if you are all of the perfected things of the spirit. Oh, no, yet it's, you loved, are... it's the love chapter, and that's where I'm actually at. I, okay, I go ahead. I, I would like to say, you know, and 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 in defensive philosophy and everything that we're talking about, you know, um, the one if I had John sitting here in the studio right now, this is what this is what I would ask him, John. You spoke about Paul, the writer of Romans, right? We all agree Paul was the writer of Romans. In the thirteenth chapter, eight verse, it says this: "Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another." For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Yeah. 
And that's yep. a standard. And that's a standard. If that's you, it. If you, if you believe this, claim about. this, and yep. build your Absolutely. life around it. This is the foundational brick. This is the cornerstone of anyone who declares to be a Christian or a disciple of Jesus Christ. You have to, you have to be, begin from this place. So I would this ask, is the basis for it. So I would ask yeah. anybody who's listening to this broadcast yep. that in this moment, that if there has been any negative emotion that has right. been invoked in you, yep. and I, I don't care who your faith no. is in, it, it doesn't. we're not speaking to that, but I want you, whether whether you believe in God or not, that if you have developed, you've gotten angry, you've gotten upset, <laughs> I've gotten riled up. Oh, yeah. But if this is the moment, don't let the venom overtake you that's right this is what we talked about putting that stone back down we all can pick that stone oh, up yeah. and somebody there's going to be somebody out there that's going to accuse yep. us of picking right. up a stone right. absolutely and this is not what this is about and so i want to speak to this the reality of what we've just walked through over the last hour what we've listened to what we've discussed what we've what we've torn apart in some yeah. senses critiqued and, ex- and exposed right yeah, we've right. cracked the egg so to speak right we've looked inside at the mess that's oozing out right and and the reality to this is don't allow this to make your case against another people group. There's just as much hatred out in the world uh, at Christians who claim faith right. as there are homosexuals. Right. And the reality is, is that nobody should be picking up the stone. No. Regardless of what you believe, regardless none of, of us are faith, qualified. You're, you're, we're not qualified. None of us. None, none of us are, us are well, worthy no we to pull. judge one another. No, we can't. So, and we, can't. we, we and don't can we see how ridiculous yeah. judgment is, and how it contradicts anything good that we try to stand for? And trust and me, every bad dogma that you come across is going to have is this. Going to bring judgment yeah. with it. It's going to judge, and it's going to it's going to cut off your yep. legs right. as to how to communicate to other right. people. And that's so, what we're trying to get over here, right? We're trying to find that common ground. We all have dogmatic positions. Let's find the common ground in our dogmatic positions, right? And that's all we're trying to get to. And can we take it a step further? Absolutely. Can we can we decompress the anger yeah. and the violence and the venom that yep. exists in our nature? Take a deep breath, folks. And, and put Just the, take a deep breath. Put the stone down. Yep. Regardless of who you are, regardless of what you believe, right. if, if there's someone that you can think of right off the top of your head, that you, that you just, when you think of that person, you just want to just... <laughs> they, I had that moment they, earlier. I started to see red. They elicit a response. I'm yes. going to ask you, for those of you who are watching us on the, on the, on the video podcast, yeah. I'm literally reaching out and taking, the, right. taking the, the metaphorical stone, and I'm asking you Come to on. put it down, to let it just, go. Just let it go. To, let to, it go. to forgive... Yes. Those who have wronged you, right? Just as you have wronged other people who have needed to forgive you, and this is unfortunately yeah. what John MacArthur has forgotten yep. is the golden Agreed. rule itself. Yeah, there you go. Treat others as you would have, would you would want to be treated? Because if we walk around with that mindset, regardless right. of faith, regardless of sexuality, this yep. place, this planet, as difficult as it is, come on, would have such a greater increasing value, right? To the environment around itself. We would look at the world so differently by enacting this one simple principle to treat others as we would want to be treated ourselves. Is there anybody in our audience who wouldn't want that? Right. Seriously. And think about it. If you, if you have trouble placing it in for yourself, what about right. your kid? What about your grandkids? Right. What about your wife? Doesn't it for get easier husband? when we do that transition, though? That transition you just talked about. Yeah. It's very easy for us to go to those places when we think of someone else. But when it comes back to self, well, that, that that's, per- where the re- that's where the rubber meets the road in all belief systems. Well, that person right? you hate is somebody's daughter. Yes. Is somebody's son. Yes. Is somebody's husband. And do you know their story? Do you know their story? We don't not. know their story. 
We don't understand what it is that fashioned and formed them to be in the place that they're at at the time they're in. So I, would, yeah. I wouldn't have Come you on. take out of this yeah. the things that John MacArthur has said, no. whether, you, whether you agree with them or not. You can do that. But to, but yeah. to, but to simply say is, is that we want to communicate a better message and yeah. to acknowledge belief system. We talked about sexuality in the West and how it relates to religion. Yes. What have we talked about and what have we proven by the actions according to the Christian faith is that the Christian faith says, I have no business judging someone's bedroom. My job by their doctrinal and philosophical belief system is to love in a pure manner. As I love myself. Not in a corrupted manner, which means they get something in return, but to love unconditionally right, as right. as Paul speaks to in in, in right, you, like you were saying the chapter of love yep. and speaking to that yep. without anything without an axe to grind without an agenda place Come on. and so if this is what you claim if this is who you say you are live up to it yeah that's live all up we're to asking it or, or in 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 fact and I'm going to mean this with all politeness and respect Come on. But that if if you're not willing to live up to it, just shut up. Right. Just quit, turn quit it off. Quit poisoning positive people right. to a positive message that you've turned into something toxic. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and we all have to do that. We are, every that's one that of us. Every walk of life has this problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do for. You're going to find yourself when you get into a dogmatic position, something that you're convinced is truth. You said it in one of the past shows. You're, you're going to defend that because you know it's true, right? Now, now you were talking about there was an experiential proof there that said this is truth. Whether, whether I fully understand it in its fullness or not, that, that's beside the point. But what happens with these, and that's why we got this show. We want to roll up the newspaper and we want to swat bad dogma on the nose and say, stop it. Well, Just but, stop it. But that's and the, that's what you're saying right now. Just yeah, the literal it. evidence to go after John MacArthur for saying right. what he said publicly. Right. And he said it publicly. He did. It was public. So to say that he he's actually contradicting not just the words, but the actions of the one that he claims to, to follow, follow. and on. to be discipled by is to say that there's not an issue with the one that he is following, but there is an issue with his walk himself. How he's interpreted that. Well, right? not even interpreted, because because he's in he's always applied it. Because because he's actually in contradiction. He's actually chosen an adversarial viewpoint. Well, yes. To that of what he claims to be, right? Which is which? Which you can you can go into all kinds of things, but if nothing else, it's some form of religious schizophrenia, and so right. you, I mean, and that's we would say someone's schizophrenic, right? Right, is is, is not viewing correct reality right. all of the time. That's right, and this is what we're trying to claim to say. And there are people who are damaged and hurt yeah. and wounded and destroyed right. by by the fires that this lights in people, and we're saying, look, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Compare number one what it's saying, right. but number two, does it reflect what you claim to believe? If it contradicts it, then you should stop doing it and you should stop thinking about it. And I'm saying to anyone, regardless of whether you agree with Christianity or not, that if you have that that person or that thing in your life that is absolutely venomous, right. that that stone that you have so badly wanted to throw at someone mm-hmm. else. When, we, when we're so blinded by the fact that we've all fallen short, we've all made mistakes, we've all hurt people, I'm just asking each and every person listening to whoever that person is to forgive them, to right. let it go. And forgiveness right. means forgetfulness. That's to right. To actually it's let important. it go That's and to important. not think about, about it, it again. as you go through life. And it's also, you know, the other thing is, too, is we have to allow ourselves. We have to, we have to cut ourselves a break, yeah. right? We Let's do. face it, there's, Jesus said it so well, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. 
you and I both know that we're not we're in that boat too. We we can't pick up Everybody's that stone. Everybody's in the boat. Right. This is this, the point. That's that's the point. And so from that perspective, can we can't change the past. We can't. But we but can, can correct the future. future. Thank you. And that's where I was headed. Let, let's just simply make a, a, an adjustment to where we can do better next time. Yeah. Because if, if we can accomplish this, can't we do more? I mean, it, it, it's a building process. You're a process guy. Oh, yeah. you got to start somewhere, and you never start at the, the full potential. You always start at a small point, and you try to accomplish that goal wherever you're going. When That's think, all we're doing here. We when, just want to get people to when the, words and think, thoughts, consider it. When just words and thoughts it. don't line up with actions and you have core uh, belief systems right. that are attributed to them, whether yeah. they're philosophical right. or, they're, or they're religious – you you have to. And be, that's what we call bad. You have to be strong right. enough to go. You know what? That's right. I might have missed it. Yeah. And 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 to correct and it's okay. yourself. It's okay to miss it. And correct well, yourself. It's okay to miss it. Yeah. We you're all gonna, miss it. You're gonna <laughs> miss, miss it. it. We're missing it here. I'm sure. We're quit, missing something. So. Quit holding on to the thing that makes you incorrect. Right. right. Put the stone down, down, and and make yourself relevant again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And relevant in love. There you go. All right. This has been bad dogma. For Mark Rasmussen and uh, Schmarcus, the producer, Thank I'm you, Chris Smarkus. Solak. Thank you guys so much for listening. For those of you watching, join us again when we attack another topic on Bad Dogma. Thank you for listening to Bad Dogma, the podcast produced by FBM Productions. Special thanks to our production team, Stephen Hudson, Marcus Bickle, and I'm Barry Hasselman. Bad Dogma, unveiling the truth one podcast at a time.